faith and science programs. Be blessed as you watch. Hello viewers, welcome to Faith and Science program. It is my prayer that you'll be blessed. Before I start, I would like to have a word of prayer with you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every one, Father God, who is listening in. Father, I pray that you bless them abundantly. Meet each one of them at their point in need. Bless them, Father God. May they come to know you in a closer way, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that as I speak these words, Father God, that they may fall on good ground and they bring forth fruit. I step aside, Holy Spirit, and you teach us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, first of all, I want to, before I start my message, I want to talk to the children. Those of you who have finished primary seven, I just want to congratulate you upon finishing your exams. And those who are not only primary seven, some in S4, S6, I just want to encourage you to continue working hard and to thank your parents who put in a lot to pay for your school fees and take care of you. Remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and you will do well. Right. We have been talking about running away from God. Running away from God. And we looked at Jonah, we looked at many, in fact, the Bible has many characters who run away from God. And as I said the other time, we are not only going to find the, the, the runners or the people who run away from God in the Bible. Many times, in our actions, we run away from God. When we disobey, when we hear His voice, when we do not want to obey His command, to go into the world and preach the gospel, to tell others about the good news, there are so many ways we disobey the Lord. Uh, have you ever, if I could ask this question, wondered you are Christian, you pray, you go to church, you serve others, but you find yourself that there are problems one after another, after another, after another. I want you to imagine Jonah, as we talked last time. He was in the fish's belly. Just as he arrived in the fish's belly, I'm sure there were weeds, because the, the fish were still so getting in. Weeds were there. Thorns. Maybe other small fishes had been swallowed. Maybe other monstrous creatures had been swallowed. And what do you do when confronted with that? I'm sure many of you, including myself, can ascertain to that. But there have been times when you just say, Oh, I'm fighting off this battle. Just as you feel that all have arrived, then another one comes. What are we to do? as people of God. Just as Jonah, I want to encourage you that as these things happen to all of us in different ways and there's no room for comparison but relating experiences and encouraging one another 
I always say we should not compare. Each one has got their own journey. And we know, don't we, that the Lord who said, I'll be with you, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, is still with us. So no matter what problems, my friend, just look up. Keep on praising the Lord. Ask the Lord. He's with you and he's for us. He's not against us. Well, just as Jonah chose not to look at the weeds and uh, other sharks, more sharks, and uh, what was going on in the fish's belly, but decided to praise, to repent, to praise. We need to continue in that. Now, this afternoon, we want to talk about another character, and we want to see the loving kindness of Jesus Christ. We want to look at a character in the Bible who at one time was running fiercely from God. In fact, he was persecuting Christians. This one is Paul we know today, but he was Saul. So if you can turn with me, and I'm going to read from the book of Acts, chapter 9. I'm going to be reading from verse 1. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, So, so, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. I'm going to stop there. You might wonder and say, in what way, in what ways was Saul persecuting Jesus? Dear friends, we've just read that Saul was with a, had a desire, a longing, had a zeal to really get any man, any woman who was preaching the gospel. That was his desire, to make sure he hated, if I can use those words, he hated God's message, so much so that he was willing to start killing and persecuting. And while on the way to Damascus, he had an encounter with Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. Who called him? You see, God knows each one of us by name wherever you are, no matter what you may be doing. He called him Saul, Saul. And God is wonderful because he had a revelation. He knew this was not an ordinary voice. And he, an he answered, 
who is that Lord? So, so, why do you persecute me? And he asked, who are you, Lord? So asked. And the Lord said, I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting. God told Saul that when you kill these people, the people of God, the people who spread the gospel, you are actually persecuting Jesus. It was not an encounter that necessitated. He could have just chosen and said, well, let me just put this man to jail, kill him and finish him off. But I thank God, he's merciful. Friends, I want to tell you that our Lord is merciful. His loving kindness is from everlasting to everlasting. He saw one treasure in, in Saul. Just as he saw that, and just saw that this man could be molded and changed, that's what exactly he did. He looked up, and he said, Saul, get up. He was blind three days and three three days and three nights during the process we saw that the Lord chose Saul for himself just as he chooses you and I so as as people of God as people who have been forgiven much we do not even have a right to say why have you chosen if you go on reading even Ananias Ananias was puzzled he said no Lord, don't you know that this is the person who has been persecuting the Christians? Lord, what has gone? What, what's wrong now? Many times, I'm afraid, we Christians, we do that. We want to remind ourselves. We preach the wrong gospel and introduce our sisters or brothers as that, you know, she used to do this and that. I don't even trust that person. It's not our job to do that. If the Lord who has said that I've forgiven you and I remember your sin no more says you've been forgiven, who are we to start accusing our brothers and sisters? I know I've been there and many of you can ascertain to that. When we might not have murdered but we denied God in many ways. We led a life which was not worthy of the calling of God until he called. One day many years he called, Kate, Kate, why are you persecuting me? And I'm glad that I heeded to that call and I said, Lord, if you can forgive me, here I am, forgive me of, your sin, of my sins and he made me a new creation. Now the past has gone, has been forgiven, and the Lord himself has chosen to forget your past. You may be there and you are confronted, maybe you've been, uh, you're an outcast, you've done so much wrong. Jesus is calling, come unto me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Jesus is love, is loving and patient and merciful. There are so many names to Jesus. He does not wish anyone to perish, but all to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord and Savior. You may be there, and you, are, you don't know where to go. Even though 
so-called Christians, actually you look at them and you said, why am I even here? Just remember one thing, even if you were the only person on planet Earth, the Lord would have come and died for you. Which kingdom do you belong to? How long are you going to go on running away from God? Let me put it that way. How long are you going to keep on making excuses? I'll do one more deal and then uh, I'll, go, uh, I'll become a Christian. I'll do this and then. I'll first do this. Friend, you are not promised of your tomorrow. Just as we see that when Jesus forgives, he also completes someone. Saul later became Paul. And all the epistles we read are written by Paul. In fact, this is the same man who said in Galatians 2.20, in his own words, later on, as he started obeying the Lord and doing his work, he said this statement, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I think that should be our commitment, friends. This should be our commitment. Paul, previously, a persecutor of God himself, a persecutor of Christians, when he turned and made a U-turn, just as the Lord asks you and I to make a U-turn and leave this board, the fleshy ways and hang on to and trust him, Paul, said this statement he says i'm crucified with christ that no matter what if i can put the body the fleshy uh the, the the flesh aside and be crucified with christ who it's no longer i who live total surrender to christ this is paul forgiven and he impacted the world didn't he because he knew he had been forgiven Friend, you have to know that you've been forgiven. Even if you encounter people who keep on pointing a finger at you, it is better to believe the report of the Lord than to, report, to believe my words or somebody else's words. Because the report of the Lord is the, the true report. He says, come here, my child. I love you. And I'm going to use what you've been using against me for the glory of the kingdom. Hallelujah. God is respect of no people. You have to be willing. He wants willing vessels. He wants people who, who desire to sit at his feet and just take from him, receive from him. It is my prayer that I become that person. And it is my prayer that you too become that person. That no matter what, we will know that at the end of it all, our maker, our father, it's his report which matters. He's forgiven you. Have you forgiven yourself? Are you leading a life worthy of his calling? Am I leading a life worthy of his calling? We can only do this by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I know we can. What a mighty God we serve. What a savior. He loves you, friend. 
He loves me. This should keep us on top to desire to do His will. It is my prayer for those of you who do not know the Lord that you become saved, that you accept the saving knowledge freely given. Jesus is still calling. He is still calling. Why are you persecuting me? He is still asking. He is calling. Will you come into the kingdom? I want to pray with you. If you would like to happen to come into the kingdom of God, I want to pray along with you, remembering that when we are Christians, some people actually asked me, let me put it this way, but I know, why do, ever since I became a Christian, problems upon problems happen to me. Is it, is it because I'm a Christian? No. Or maybe I can say the devil knows that, you, you know, he wants to really distract you. But all people, just as the Lord Jesus told us, that in this world we have many problems, but be of good cheer, because just as the Lord Jesus overcame the world, he conquered, we also, those of us, those of us in Jesus, we are also overcomers, not by might, not by our power, but by the Holy Spirit. So my friend, I want to encourage you that in whatever situation, don't be too busy for the Lord. I always tell myself, I said, Lord, help me, that whatever I do, I put you first. I know that on my own I cannot, but with God all things are possible. No matter what wars you may go, be going through, what conditions you are facing, keep trusting the Lord. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Please pray along with me. Father God, I thank you for the gospel. Thank you, Jesus, that you care, you deeply care for each and every one of us. Even if we are persecuting you, Father God, you still are calling us to forsake our ways and come to the saving knowledge of you as Lord and Savior. I come to you as sinner in need of repentance. Please forgive me of my sins and make me a new creation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for saving me. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Friend, the Bible tells us that there is rejoicing. What you've done is not just something you do and forget. It's a lifestyle. You've been born again. You've started a journey whereby you need to go to church, a Bible-believing church. You need to read the Word of God. You need to mingle among Christians. You need to testify of the goodness of God. You need to grow. And this can only happen when you are in the right environment. I always tell my friends, my those people who have come to the Lord and Savior for the first time, tell those people immediately around you, and tell them of what you've just done. It will break away that fear of saying, oh, they will just say, oh, you, you know, you've done this, let's see, oh, you are doing this. No, it is by his mercy. It is by his mercy that you and I have been saved. Now, God bless you till we meet again. Remember, God loves you with an everlasting love. 
God loves you so much. That's why he had to send his son to come into this world. And as we prepare for this, for next month, Christmas time, the birth of our Lord, I pray that God blesses you and also to keep in mind that we are doing all these celebrations, thanking God for having taken the form of man to come as a baby in the world, to come and redeem us. So have a blessed week and God bless you. Till we meet again.